Hey, welcome back to the show. Today we're gonna to talk about how to find and incentivize money raisers. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is gonna give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today, we're gonna talk about how to find and incentivize money raisers. If you guys remember back to the three circles in a fund, right? You have your expert investor circle. This person's amazing at finding deals, trading crypto, whatever it is. You have your fund manager, and then you have your money raiser circle, okay? The money, fund manager, and expert investor, okay? Expert. Now, if you go through our course programs, our videos, all that stuff, I will teach you a lot about how to run a fund, this middle circle, and a lot about how to actually raise money. So if you want to go out and raise money on your own, awesome, I give you a lot of tools and tips to do that. However, a lot of people, I was actually on a call this morning with a couple guys, they're great, awesome, they're, they're looking to buy these amazing properties, 30 plus million dollar properties, they've got it all lined up, they just go, Bridger, we don't know how to raise the money, and we don't wanna even learn how to raise the money. We would rather just partner with an incredible money raiser and have them do the work. And that's a great way to go about it. So today I want to talk about how to actually find incentivize money raisers. How do you find that person? Like my dad on his original funds, he found an incredible partner that could help him raise money. He was well networked, had all these billionaire friends that could go raise money for him. Another guy I just met a few weeks ago, he approached me, goes, Bridger, I have, I'm friends with two billionaires. They love me and they want to invest in me. They don't want to invest in like a referral me to somebody else. They want to invest in me. And so I've got to be part of like a something, like a fund or something. Can I help you raise money or be part of your fund and, and help raise money? I said, great, like let's, let's do it, right? I'll take your money. There are people out there like this that have incredible networks, that have incredible partners and, and relationships but just don't know how to leverage them. And there's other people like, I don't know, like the guys I talked to this morning, they found these fantastic deals. They're 30 plus million dollar real estate deals. They're looking great, but they just don't know what to, how to find the money, okay? So today we're gonna talk about how to actually go out, find those money raisers, connect them, and how do you incentivize them is a big piece of this. How do you incentivize the money raiser to want to raise money for you? So the first thing I gotta clear up is this. There's gonna be a lot of people that will say to you, hey, Bridger, uh, I've got a cousin down the street. He's awesome, uh, super rich guy. If I refer him to you, can I make like a fee or commission for you know bringing you a money raiser? And the answer, you always gotta respond with this, is you say, well, do you have a license? To sell a security, to solicit a security, for a fee or commission, you need to have either a Series 7 or a Series 65. And nine times out of 10, they go, oh, well, no, I don't even know what that is. And he goes, well, sorry, you can still refer them you know, and I can, you know, maybe take you to dinner or, you know, we can be better friends, <laughs> but I cannot pay you a fee or commission for bringing that investor to me. Okay. That's the first thing you got to say. So those are not, not the type of people I'm talking about here. I'm talking about legit money raiser people that you'll bring in as a partner in house to help you raise money. Okay. So I want to talk about first off, how do you find these people? How do you go out and find one of these these people that it, it sounds like a, a purple unicorn flying over a rainbow, right? Like how do you find somebody that's connected with all these billionaires? It's actually not as crazy as you think. Now for people in our mastermind program watching this, it's at the top of the screen. We have a whole network page that you guys can go and actually meet other people in the network to build that network. But for other people, maybe listen to this on wherever you're listening to this to, how do I actually go and find these people? There's a few ways to do it. Now I want to give you a few places to go look. First place I would look 
are RIAs, Registered Investment Advisors. These are professional investment advisors. They give investment advice and typically the people there, they have incredible networks. They go out and they meet high net worth people. They bring them in, they manage their money. Okay, that's what they do is for a living. They are not gonna pitch your fund most likely. Yes, if you have a big established fund, you're, you can be one of the funds that they recommend. However, I've talked to a handful of RIAs and they all have the same goal, the same dream. Whether it's a, the low level employee all the way up to like the manager, director, even the owner of an RIA, I've talked to a little bit ago. They all want to run their own fund. They all have this dream of running their own fund. Same thing with brokers, same thing with broker dealers, uh, trader, whatever it is. Most of them have this dream of running their own fund. So what I would do if I was, if I was you, I'd go grab an RAA, say, let's go to lunch. Go take them to lunch. Say, hey, I know you're doing this RAA. Thing. I've got this fund, this great idea. Why don't you come work for me? Some of them are going to say no, obviously, but you might be able to find these guys are professional money raisers for a living, right? Say, hey, st- stop earning little fees and start earning a lot with what we're doing here. So RAs, I would, by the way, if you go to RAs, I would go to boutique RAs. I would not go to like Merrill Lynch. You can, Wells Fargo advisors. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start there. I would go to a boutique firm, one, you know, one man show, or maybe it's five people there kind of spot. And you know, they probably have a little more leniency and, and leverage where they can potentially have the firm work with you, or they could just break off and work for you as well. You can go headhunt those type of people. Broker dealer, is another place you can go headhunt these type of people. And then just brokers. Real estate brokers are also a great prop for this. I have a good friend. He's a does a lot of money and, and is a real estate broker for commercial properties. However, he wants to run his own fund. He's actually starting to do his own syndication and fund deals. Okay, so that's number one. How do I find them? We've got other videos that talk about finding these, you know, these types of people. I wanted to kind of review that for a second. But now let's dive into actually how do you incentivize these people to work for you, right? You, you meet somebody, RIA, hey, I'll, you know, I'll come raise money for you, but but what's in it for me, right? They want to know how, how much equity is on the, on the table for them. First thing I would do, I would, and I've talked to a handful of money raisers, give them an equity piece for a few reasons. Number one, they can solicit and sell their own securities without a registered investment advisor or their, their license is all in place. If they're selling their own securities, it, it actually goes through a lot of different laws and you can actually sell and solicit your own securities. That's why me on my first fund, I was able to sell a security essentially, go and just sell my fund or my syndicate without a license because it's my it's mine. It's my business, right? Um, I'm not earning a fee or commission by referring other, other businesses, okay? So number one, I would give them equity, okay? And that's what they're gonna want. For them to leave their cushy job, they're going to want equity. They want the, the bigger piece in the general partner, okay? In the GP or your syndicate, whatever you're going to do. Number two is, and now with this, this is this is interesting because every single money raiser you're going to ever meet is going to tell you, Bridger, hey, dude, I I, prom- I can raise you $100 million. Like I, I think 50 at the minimum, but 100, like I totally, I think I could do 100 million. And I've heard, I've, I don't know why it's always 100 million. I hear this, I've heard this probably seven or eight times from pe- money raisers. Oh, I could get you 100 million, I think. I think we could do 100 million. They, oh, I don't know why it's that number. They always pick hundred million. That's the number for them though, okay? What I always say is great. I would love to have hundred million dollars. That'd be awesome. So let's do this. I put them on a performance metric. This is very similar to hiring sales teams or something like that. These are just high, high level, very advanced sales teams. This is what I would do. This is one example. I'll give you a few more, but this is one example, okay? Hundred million dollars, awesome. If you you now have 12 months to raise, could you raise 12, you know, hundred million dollars in 12 months, one year? They go, yeah, I think I can do it. Okay, awesome. We're gonna do 12 months. I am gonna give you, uh, let's call it 30% equity for raising $100 million. You have 30% equity today. Today, you've got it. We're gonna write your name and you got it today. However, we're gonna have checkpoints. So in, you could do something like six months or 12. I just keep it simple for this example. In 12 months, if, you ha- if you've only raised half of 100 million, 
your equity is going to be dropped in half. So you'll go down to 15% if you raise 50 million. If you raise, uh, and maybe set a minimum, if you don't if you don't raise $5 million, you're going to be dropped to 1% equity because you just really didn't perform. It's a sliding scale. I, I like to put my guys on a sliding scale because that's their one job. And you got to explain to them and say, hey, they might they might gawk at that. They might not like that. You say, well, hey, your, your only job, theoretically right now, and hopefully they're doing other things, but your only job is to raise money over 12 months. I've got to run this fund for the next three, five, seven, ten years. But you will make money for the next nine years if you can raise money in one the first year. So you do a lot of work up front. You get to make a lot of money in the back end. That's why that gives you a negotiating power as well, by the way, is why we're putting that sliding scale. Now, if they want to do other stuff, if they want to help run the fund, most likely, right? If it's a small startup fund, you're going to have somebody to help you do all that kind of stuff. That's what I would, you know, say, okay, well, it's going to mix. That's why we're going to give you a minimum here. And it's just all all on a sliding scale, okay? That's one way to do it. Typically on a sales team, it's not wise to just hire one salesman, right? Because they get complacent, they have their own agenda or they have their own excuses on why they're not getting sales. You always want at least two because you can pit them against each other, right? So with the fund, it's very similar. So say, hey, um, you know, George, we're gonna bring you on, we're gonna raise money. Sarah also wants to raise money for us, okay? And she thinks she can raise a hundred million dollars. So we're gonna give both you guys, you know, equity, whatever it is. Maybe it's fifteen percent each, twenty percent each, depending on how how big your fund is, how much you want to allocate. And you guys are both on sliding scales. And if if you guys both do well, great. We'll keep both of you. If one of you out really outperforms, you might just cut the other one. And you can you know pit them against each other. It's another way to do it. So this is almost reverse to like a vesting schedule, right? A vesting schedule, you've seen this in tech companies, a vesting schedule, like you earn your equity over time, every six months or every year, you get like a new equity piece. This is almost the reverse. You give them equity up front, a big chunk. Hey, I'm paying it forward. I trust you. You know, you gotta interview them, do your due diligence, but I trust you. I think this would be a great idea. And then you can pull back the equity if they don't meet certain benchmarks. I'll tell you another story about this. My, and this is actually true for even running a fund in general, okay? My my dad, I've told you a lot about him, runs a decabillion dollar fund, okay? Massive fund, done very well. Okay, started out very small. One of their first major funds they were launching, they had, I believe, and the story might not be correct, but the example is true, all right? There you go, disclaimer, okay? They had 14 partners on one of their first kind of initial big funds. That's a lot of partners for a startup business, right? And they all had their unique whatever they were gonna bring to the table, 14 people. So what they did is they argued and they boiled around it and they split up the pie 14 different ways, right? Some people were getting smaller stuff, some people were getting a bigger slice, okay, whatever it was. 14 slices on the pie. But what they did was say, hey, everyone's got, we're all gonna set up assignments for what you gotta do over the next 12 months. If you don't reach your assignments, one year from today, we're gonna have a meeting and your equity is up to be cut in half. Could be up to a half one year from now if you don't meet your benchmarks. And so they all agreed. They all would be voting on it. It'd have to be like a super majority. You'd have to have like two thirds to actually do that. Okay, if somebody really didn't meet their benchmarks because it's hard to tell was everyone going to work? Is everyone going to work together well? So they went out and had the whole year. And sure enough, one of the partners didn't really do much that year. He had other businesses, other stuff that was going on. And they all voted and said, hey, we're going to cut your equity. They cut it in half. Bam. And then that got equally distributed to the other partners. The next year, they were planning on launching another fund. The guy didn't do, you know, didn't, didn't pick up the pace, didn't do more work. They launched another fund and he got even, I mean, even less, like almost a 10th of what he had at the beginning. And then they launched more and more funds. They eventually just left him out of the new funds. It's a nice thing about funds. You can launch multiple funds at a time. 
And so you can have different partners for different funds. Um, another way on, to put your partners on a sliding scale, very interesting way to do it, especially when starting up a fund or any business when you don't know how everyone's gonna perform. Everyone up front will tell you how great they're gonna be and they might not turn out that great. So that's one example of a way you could do it. Other ways, if you're gonna pay them a fee or commission for raising money, I typically won't see money, a good money raiser won't go for that. A good money raiser from an RA or broker dealer here is not gonna say, oh, I'm gonna come in and do this for you. Um, that's why I like doing the sliding scale. Gives them equity up front, gives them a path, a goal to hit. You kind of put, you know, they're telling you how great they are. You go, great, you, you gotta put your money where your mouth is now. Your equity is determined on if you can hit your goals. And so I, that's the way I like to do it when incentivizing and finding money raiser. Hope this was useful. If you guys like this, you can go watch our other videos as well that walk you through this. And on this page, if you guys wanna subscribe or link, whatever it is on this page, or just keep watching the videos through the Mastermind. There you go. Hope you guys enjoy. See you, bye. Hey, what's going on? Wasn't that awesome? So what we've done is made a Facebook group that is free to the public. You've got to opt in and join it, but I go live in there every single Wednesday to walk through your questions, do live Q&A and walk through new topics. So if you want to connect with me, want me to answer your questions directly, join our Facebook group. It's Investment Fund Secrets. If you go online, you'll see it. We have a private group for our mastermind members. It's not that one. It's our free group. You guys can hop in, get questions answered, meet other people starting funds and, and join our Investment Fund Secrets family. If you guys are interested, go to Facebook Investment Fund Seekers. I'll see you guys inside.